You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to 2021. This is Pop Culture Fanatics, the podcast for the fanatic inside of you. I'm your boy Val Cisco, and today, just like 2021, as we start a new year, we're gonna go ahead and resurrect something. A segment that I love so much. I've been doing it for a while in the past years, but we're bringing it back, and we're bringing the thunder with it as well, too. In fact, we might be going plus ultra. We're gonna bring back Dragon's Den, and this episode, this episode is specifically for My Hero Academia. But I'm not alone, people. I got the Ida to my Bakugo with me right now. I got my boy Jay Rance. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. I am chilling. Kind of excited. I, you just dropped this bomb on me. The resurrection of Dragon's Den, young Midoriya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I got it now. <laughs> Finally, after four seasons and two movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys, we are bringing back Dragon's Den, a segment which we love all. We're talking about anime, we're talking about manga. We're just bringing that back. Dragon's Den is something so synonymous to me and our boy Jay Rance over here because we used to go to this blue dungeon place called Dragon's Den mm-hmm. down in Yonkers, New York, and seen all the, the fanfare and the, the toys and the, the manga and the comics and mm-hmm. the games. And you know what? That just... It, it stuck with me for so long, so this is why we're bringing it back to pay homage to that little section, that little corner of our life that we love so much. I love it, man. Great title, because when I saw the Dragon's Den and when you spoke about it, I was just like, bro, that's where I got transported, you know? We spent so much fucking time of our childhood there, even going to Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, playing Soul Calibur mm-hmm. at the arcades right there, watching uh, Dragon Ball Z video VHSs. That's how crazy long ago it was. VHS, you know? Mm-hmm. Done and stuff like that getting games there chilling just mingling uh that's 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 what i love and i miss about you know the age back then that we grew up in towards the age nowadays you know people got all that tablet all that zoom shit no back then you had to be in a little dusty dungeon with everybody mingling and shit so i don't know yeah great great title bro great title and how crazy is it that you know we we go almost like 20 years to the past so we we're trying to relive those moments of you know going to dragon's den and looking at like uh battle 22 uh for for the playstation one right there and being Mm -hmm. so mesmerized for for the graphics at the time as well too and how enamored we were with something like dragon ball z and now how captivated we were from storytelling from from a to b from the from dragon ball all the way now to gt and then even super now um and it's crazy because with my hero academia and we said this before on one of our podcasts you know we did a top five you know best anime and, yeah. I, and I was the ballsy one I, I i threw the gauntlet down i was like you know what you know my hero academia hands down is almost on par, if not, mm-hmm. could be better than Dragon Ball Z. 
You, it was you a did. ballsy choice. You did. You did. You did. The only reason why you put Dragon Ball number one is because you're paying respect and homage to like the founding fathers, and you know that's that anime that you grew up on. But you said it. You were like, I, I can put it up there number one, honestly. So you were, yeah. You threw it down. And you know, we, we go, we we fast forward in time. We're here in 2021. You know, you got caught up. You got sucked into the hype. Yeah, I did. I did. Four <laughs> seasons in, two movies in. Video games in, um, you know, pops, pops shirts, mangas, shirts, mangas, anything fucking. out there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, bro. Like it, it, it's it's taking me over. Like I, I'll throw it down right now. I'll say it. I love Dragon Ball Z. I grew up on Dragon Ball Z. It has one of my favorite characters of anime of all time. But you know, for anybody that wants to mark out or get mad at me, I grew up in Dragon Ball Z. But I'll sit here and say that. As of now, My Hero Academia is my favorite anime of all time because <laughs> I I got in consumed by this world, this lore, these characters. Like you said, from pops to shirts to uh, the DVD set, the physical copy, the, the um, everything, bro. Everything. Just when I go to Hot Topic, everything My Hero, I want. I, I've never gotten consumed by Dragon Ball on that level. I, it's my life. It's my addiction. I go through withdrawals. Remember when I hit you up? Yes. That I was sad. I was empty. Why? Because I did not have my hero. I sat there and I was like, bro, I, I, I need it. I it, And it's crazy. That's why I sit here and say it's my favorite fucking anime. And I threw the playlist on and I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. This, this is why this is what I need in my life. And we're gonna go down. Yeah. We're gonna go down the line as well too with the parallels it has with Dragon Ball Z. Whether it's the music, whether it's storylines, whether it's just that coming to an age story. There's so many parallels you can have with this. Like I, I will say, My Hero Academia is this generation's Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z. Like if you really had to look at it, you know, yeah. you went from Dragon Ball, Naruto, My Hero Academia. I don't see an anime that comes close with that adventure style maybe one piece because it's still ongoing yeah. but i still feel like one piece and maybe attack on titan those animes have a niche audience they have a very niche audience you really need to love one piece to still love one piece you really need to be in yeah. attack on titan and look at the filler and be in the filler and and enjoy it to really love it but as far as fanfare and just the fanatical craziness that has taken over this world my hero academia has done mm-hmm. that no other That's... anime has done that since dragon ball z yeah i i think I, I i try to go back into the annals the only ones that really it's not even one piece and one piece is over as hell you get what i'm saying but like you said it's it's a special kind of breed if it's not dragon ball z and i i mean i never really got into it but it's either Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, or My Hero. You get what I'm saying? Those are the yeah. top three names that you hear. Because people love fucking Naruto as well. And like you said, Naruto, you have to be super invested. But it's up there with that craze. So it's Dragon Ball Z, My Hero, and Naruto. Honestly. So, um, but I agree. My My Hero has done that. That Dragon Ball Z, even the 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 grip that it has in society when you go to certain places like the hot topic out here in puerto rico when i go that's the first table that you see all the my hero shit is as soon as you walk in and i don't mind that because that's where i'm going you get what i'm saying but it's all that yeah (laughs) as soon as you go in boom it's right there but that's how it is because it has the grip on society and it just makes it so easily accessible you know 
Yep, it has its pulse on the heartbeat of society. I couldn't say it any better than, than you said right there, bro. Honestly, and for those that don't know what My Hero Academia is or what it is, um, you know, a Japanese superhero manga series written and illustrated by, I'm going to botch the name, uh, Kohei Hiro, uh, uh, Hori Koshi. There you go. Get at me because I'm horrible. <laughs> it was serialized and weekly shown in Jump since July 2014. Um, collected into 29 uh, volumes um, and still ongoing um, even right now, January 2021 is, as we're talking right now, it's still ongoing. The story files Izuku Midoriya. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> a, a boy born without superpowers or quirks, if you want to call it, in a world a world <laughs> in a world where in, in superpowers a, are very common in a superhuman society <laughs> in a superhuman society i love it right there that's that's that that's the uh, a plus right there <laughs> but who dreams becoming a superhero if not a superhero the world's greatest superhero of course he idolizes the greatest superhero in at, at i want to say in, in, of all time of all my time. hero of uh, all time yeah. it could be argued because i know you love someone else as well too but of all time all might um you know from manga series to the anime to video games to movies to pop culture it has taken over the world it has swept the world like a fucking tsunami and i honestly for for anime that's this strong but yet so simple in the storytelling just you know kids wanting superpowers getting superpowers and what do you do with them like mm -hmm. it's so fucking simple it is and it's even swept you know uh the like you said it's swept society in general because you have an advocate that always vouches you know hip-hop artist megan megan the stallion she mm -hmm. always sits there saying that she loves deku and todoroki your dude you know she's done photo shoots straight todoroki style and stuff like that so it's something that's you know people like you said it's simple storytelling but everybody could relate to it everybody could relate to a fucking deku that you've been told no you've been knocked down multiple times but you keep going you get what i'm saying people can relate to all might where you sit here and feel mighty majestic that you can just make it rain with a you know detroit smash but then all of a sudden your insecurities get to you obviously his is you know Fox's chainsaw fucking took a side of a rib and shit in his stomach <laughs> but you get what i'm saying your insecurities your headspace you know and you battle yourself because you saw him in the second episode where you know, he met this kid without a quirk that reminded him, obviously, that we, you know, we see later down the line that it was, just, you know, basically him as well. But, you know, getting inspired by him and stuff like that. So we all can relate to the simple storytelling and we've all been in these shoes. That's why I think it just gravitated society so fucking well. Now, here at Dragon's Den, we're not going to go ahead and go through the history of My Hero Academia. I'm not going to tell you exactly, you know, the people behind it, because that's not the research that we put into this. This is more fanfare. This is how we feel about things, how we um, took My Hero Academia, how we're taking My Hero Academia still today, and what, what what we took away from it, what we loved, what we needed, what, what, what do we want to, like, you know, shake up a bit mm -hmm. in, our, in ourselves. But go for it. I want to know, right off the rip, I just want to know, I know you have your favorite characters, but I don't think I ever got your favorite villain, or if there's a villain that you like, because I know you love Tokoyami, Todoroki, and um, Kirishima, but I never really heard you say, I, I, I love this villain, or I like this villain. Who's, who's, you who's know, the villain that you have to gravitate to? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard for me, man, because if, if there's anything that... It, 
we talked about this before that my hero academia has a habit of making everybody's almost on an equal playing field mm-hmm. and that like you can appreciate every single hero and every single villain mm-hmm. and they that they have their own stories their own arcs like it, it, like uh, one that okay honorable mentioned that i love I know you just finished with it as well too, uh, gentle criminal. Criminal, I love him. <laughs> uh, I think he's just a, a misguided criminal who who's someone that wanted to do good so well that he went the wrong direction. It's such a short little arc that he had, but it's so epic and powerful. Um, Hero kill stain, like so short but so epic as well too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, this one's tough, bro. This one, this one's really, really, really tough. Um, <laughs> Ah, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I I know you don't you don't like him, but I'm gonna say overhaul. Ooh, overrated overhaul. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of overhaul. I I think I think his character, especially. I'm going into season four. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery, uh, the badassery. I'm gonna put that as a word right now. Him going into the League of Villains and just taking charge in mm-hmm. a way. Um, even though you know they were kind of just, you know, sitting on the sidelines and letting him fuck up on his own time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I just like the, the 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 confidence and how his confidence was his undoing in a way. I think mm-hmm. that's why I appreciate him the most is because we can relate to that. It's that we can all all of us, every person listening right now or talking right now can sit here and say we were super confident going into something and shit did not work out the way we <laughs> thought it was going to happen. And I think that's why he's one of the most relatable villains for me. Oof. Okay. That's cool. Kudos. You know, variety is <laughs> the spice of life. But I never really got your opinion so that's what I wanted to know. Overall, uh, I, re- I think he's very overrated. I mean, I love what he did i love the fact that you know every villain is a hero in their own book and that's what he yeah. kind of was and he he was doing it for ulterior motives to bring back the name of the Hasaikai, you know of the yakuza and stuff exactly. like that so I, I give him kudos for that it was it was a noble quest it, it may seem villainy but it was a noble quest and he was doing it for the uh uh the person that adopted him you know the head leader of the yakuza which is one thing that i love about my hero that you know villains are not really born the world kind of makes them you get what i'm saying because mm-hmm. if you go to my end of the spectrum which i fucking love and he he he, he kind of obliterated your dude in one shot <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love my boy tomura sugaraki of course you know like <laughs> i love him because at first i thought he was a spoiled brat but then as i kept seeing him more he was just a, basically a, a malnourished child that nobody gave a fuck about him and here comes you know his, his mentor and kind of tells him everything is safe now i got you child you know you were just led astray it was this cold world that treated you bad you're not a bad person you know so that's one thing that i do like about this because even in season four sorry you you can see the rants as i just love it even in season four when they're in, infiltrating uh the Hasaikai, you know every villain like you said and it makes it relatable and you, you, you know you can relate to these people like the diamond dude oh basically they treated me like a piece of crap once they found out that my diamonds weren't valuable you know people relate to that stuff like relationship family wise whatever you know if you don't have nothing to provide to people they treat you like a piece of crap and they'll kick you to the curve so that's why i think it's so easy for you to find something in every character 
Sorry that I'm yep. going on a tangent. I apologize. No, 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 no. That's that's why we're here to, to, to kind of be fucking passionate, to, to, to be passionate as, as hell. And and this is what this anime has has given us, like that passion, this little fire under our asses in a way where we haven't felt before. You know, I can I can sit down and say how much I love Cowboy Bebop. It's one of my favorite animes of all time. I can mm-hmm. sit down and say how much I love Goblin Slayer or Blue Exorcist and things of that nature. But am I going to sit here and gush over them as much as possible? Maybe Cowboy Bebop. But my hero, like, you have so much you can sink your teeth in. Villains and heroes. Even fucking B-list players aside as well, too. They're all fucking great. Gran Torino, fuck the world. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, everybody has has an arc. Everybody has a moment. And there's still moments that we're trying to unlock for ourselves as well, too. All for one. One for all. The connection between that. You know, there's so much, like, in between that we don't know and for people that have read ahead you know we're not people that have read ahead with the manga yet so yeah. you know we're not trying to you know you know encapsulate ourselves that much we're just waiting and waiting our time so that way we can get all that gush mm-hmm. yeah no i agree with you there's so many things even b-list characters like you said there's a bunch of characters that i would love to see them have their moment their arc and we're no we're not going to get it because they're b-list characters you know but this is this is what it does so good and this is what you told me and i learned it the hard way where you were like bro when you jump into this you're not it's gonna be easily for you to gravitate to everybody because everybody's so good they put everybody on that playing level on that playing field everybody's easily to gravitate to one of my favorite characters as well and i know i'm probably not gonna and this is the first time that there's an anime where i have multiple favorite characters you get what i'm saying that's how good it is in these characters you know one of our friend angela she started watching it she um said uh who was it she liked All Might off the rip. She liked Todoroki. She liked Deku. I was like, take it easy, girl, because you're going to like a lot of dudes. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of villains. It's that easy to get into it. I like, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I like, um, uh, what's his name from um, the other school? Uh, Gale oh. Force, dude. Uh, yes. Inasha, you're, uh, you're, you're, I, I don't even want to butcher his name. But you, you know, the Wind Force Gale, dude. Yeah, everybody knows him. I just love his fucking passion, how he's so friendly, but he comes off so strong. I would love for him to see an arc, you know, but of course, him and Todoroki hash out their shit. But everybody, you, you just gravitate to, bro, honestly. Not even that, too. I think every season gives us something a little bit mm-hmm. new to work with as well, too. You know, you go into you know the end of season three, going into season four, the big three, you know, Amajiki, yeah. you know, Hado, uh, uh, yeah. Mirio, you know, Vermillion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. He's one dude that at first I could not stand. But like you said, every season gives you something. Season one, season two, season three, and then season four just goes dark as fuck with, you know, Vermillion and stuff like that. So let's 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 go to the beginning of all this. Let's just start off with you. What is it about my hero academia that just drew you in day one? Like what was it? Let's say maybe the first three episodes, you watched it and you said, you know what, this is my jam. I'm gonna stick with it. I love it. Ooh, I still remember the first day. Um, I can't sit here and remember the first day that I watched Dragon Ball Z and it drew me in. That's why I sit here and say this is my favorite anime. I know it went on that tangent, but I remember watching it. You saying give it a shot. I gave it a shot. The first episode where it was my jam, it was the episode where Deku found out that he had no fucking quirk. Because like you said, everybody can relate to that. Once this kid got his dream shot down his world shattered his reality his illusion 
basically his life because this is what he wanted to be a superhero once it got shattered bro like i related to that because i'm a person that you know i was born with one arm i am a person that has gotten shot down multiple times job opportunities um fucking relationships where even females just getting shot down left and right just because i was born with one fucking arm so when i saw that i said immediately i fucks with you i can gravitate with you you're my dude seeing him cry when he told his mom look can i still be a hero and just bawling i related because i've been in that situation because of the situation i'm in you get what i'm saying so that right there for me it was my jam and you touched me to my core not on a feeling level a physical level would it no you you spoke to me to my fucking asunder of my core and said bro i know what you're going through you know there's people out there that go through this stuff so that's when i knew bro this was my jam when was it your jam oh man you know i i, I wouldn't admit it like i was captivated at first mm-hmm. I, I really was but i i was easily turned off as well too by certain things i think um just the, the banter between Bakugo and, and Deku was getting me on my nerves just a little bit. At first, I was like, man, <laughs> he's really treating this guy like a piece of shit. And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it gets pretty intense. Like, Bakugo is a fucking intense character. Yes. I love him to death, but he's such a fucking intense character. But um, I, I was liking it and I was enjoying it. But I will say, it wasn't until I got to see my man Todoroki. <laughs> and I got to see Todoroki full-fledged Todoroki using both sides of his powers. I was just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> it's orgasmic. <laughs> and I think it's because of the fact that, you know, as a person who who lives in his father's shadow sometimes, when you know, when you share the same fucking name as your dad, you're gonna have expectations on what you're gonna do with your life as well, too. And, you know, I think I could relate with that kind of character as well, too. My dad being a musician and all, and a lot of people in my family just trying to say, well, what are you gonna do with your life? Look what your father did with his life. He's like the best. He's great. He does this and that. He does all everything. What are you doing? Oh, you have a kid. Well, that's what I'm doing right there. What, what else are you doing? Well, You'll see. You'll find out on my own time. And I think that's why I gravitated so much to Todoroki to the point where he just basically spontaneously combusted with both elements and just showed the full extent of his power. Now, how he could probably crush half the people in his team in one blow, but he has to kind of resort to just relaxing himself and not going over the edge because he knows that he can get carried away like his father does. I think... Um, it just resonated to me so much where I was like, this is my jam. Like, like I could, I could see myself in his shoes and uh, I just, I fell in love right then and there. Now I see why season two is your favorite season. Cause that's the one that made you fall in love with the jam. Like, Bro, season gotta... two from, from, from the theme song to, to the battles, um, to the storytelling. Oh man. Season two is just, uh, we'll go in right, right into it right yeah. there. That is my I, favorite season. Season two and season four, but season two is my favorite season of all time. I was gonna ask you that. Let's just like segue into seasons. So season two and season four are your favorite. What's your favorite moment overall for like, you know, those are your favorite oh, seasons. What's your favorite moment? That's moments? tough, yeah. man. What, uh, if you take the, t- the Todoroki moment aside, mm-hmm. uh, Ida's story. Uh, that was good. 
that that is such a heartbreaking story as well too and just someone again you know i can resonate to that as well too of just you know seeing someone else in your family maybe not succeeding at their full potential and you you taking you taking their arms you're taking up their mm-hmm. arms uh, you're taking their place you're taking the mantle in a way and i i have felt like that a lot of times with my family where i gotta be the glue i gotta be the pieces for my family so that way shit doesn't fall apart sometimes even though we're far away i gotta be that glue and i see Ida that as that person Ida not just is you know a scholar and and uh and, uh, and a nerdy nerd as well too <laughs> he is the glue of his family and um just his arc of his brother and then the hero uh, the, the the hero killer stain arc as well too and the vengeance that Ida had as well but mm-hmm. having to stop himself from taking the next step as well too yeah that is my favorite my favorite part of that arc uh, part, part, part of that season yeah no I agree with you that was that was a brilliant moment and arc and that whole little battle right there was also amazing because it just shows you know I enjoyed it as well because you know we, we grew up together. We homies, you know, we like brothers from another mother and you have that bond and you saw that bond when Deku came to the rescue and Todoroki mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We're like, not leaving you. And Ida was just pleading them, leave. This is with me. This is my battle. And they were just like, nah, bro, you one of us. Like, we got you. And then like you said, the... Uh, the just being blinded by rage we've all been in a situation like that where you just get blinded by rage and you just lose all your senses and then him... It was more heart-wrenching for me where he just was frozen and he couldn't do shit you know and just all these emotions of him just being there frozen we've all been frozen by fear or whatever it is but it, it just must have been a hard time and that's that's an epic moment i agree with you the the hero killer the same way um be- yeah. before we get into your pick can i just say that class a should all be expelled by now you know we've, <laughs> we we've heard from day one with shoda like he's fucking failed kids for less like he is like expelled kids for fucking less this is no shits given Eraserhead, and he just accepts these fuck-ups like it's nothing and just says eh, all right <laughs> pass <laughs> <laughs> they all i agree with you a thousand percent they all should have been expelled by now but that's one thing that i love as well the character development that we got from aizawa like mm-hmm. going from that ruthless like you said i'll expel you just for breathing wrong so just <laughs> you know like not caring a rat's ass about his class but then it was season three where we started seeing him <clears throat> excuse me smiling gravitating you know to these kids and these kids kind of broke him down where to he's their father figure you get what i'm saying like that's why sometimes they call him if you look on the twitter sphere they call him daddy aizawa because you know he's yeah. like a father figure to these kids so I, I like that evolution as well. Not it's you're, you're in the hot seat right now. What's your favorite season, and then what's your favorite moment of that season? Well, I have two favorite seasons. Well, I, I yeah, I got two favorite seasons. Um, it would have to be season three, and then it would have to be season four, just because how dark it gets with my boy Mario, you know, mm-hmm. and just the emotion after that. But I would have to say three and four, and three my favorite episode of moment is 49 the battle between you know all my war for all and all for one that's my favorite episode um because that shows like you said at the beginning of the podcast that shows that arguably it can be deku number one hero because it's a story how he becomes number one hero and endeavor right now could be the number one hero because he is number one hero right now endeavor but that episode showed that the best 
hero of all times in the My Hero universe is All Might. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just just not because of what he did, but what he stands for. He literally is the symbol of peace. You know, that he he's just that foundation of the hero world, the hero life. And then keeping his, his deformed, his weakened form away from society because he didn't want people to see him like that. And to just, you know, breaking down when he's fighting and then you see him half buffed, half weakened, and then just still sitting there and the people embracing him, cheering for him, loving him, because this is all my, this is our symbol of peace, no matter what he looks like. And he said it, you know, he was getting freaking belittled, bantered. Oh, you're nothing. Look at you. Now the whole world sees you. You're just a fucking piece of shit, empty vessel of what you were. Still holding on to it, saying that, bro, believe it or not, I am still the symbol of peace. I am the pinnacle of the hero world. And United States smashing the fuck out of, you know, his opponent? Yeah. Bro, best episodes hand down, because it's fucking all my bro. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and it just shows that he's the number one hero no matter what. Honestly. Oof. Uh, yeah. Oof, oof. <laughs> I-, I will say season four as well, too. Um the festival scene is just remarkable yes i cried um, I cried. yeah i cried that for is... that and i cried for the united states match sorry for cutting you off I, I i cried through that whole episode i think i texted you after the episode i was like bro i sat here and cried from beginning to end just watching the raw emotion of deku kachan looking at the screen and then all my just that last flame of all for one just dying and telling him now it's your turn you get what i'm saying oh, i was heart-wrenching but the, the festival as well Go ahead, sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> no, man, no, yeah, I, I couldn't express those feelings ever better than you did right there. Honestly, um, that, that festival from everybody having a moment in that festival from mm-hmm. Deku almost running late from the gentle criminal fight. Yeah. Um, um, just so much emotion happening. The smile, uh, uh, Miro as well, too, yes. cheering everybody on. <laughs> um, you know, just Daddy Miro's is awesome. Like, yes. <laughs> like dad, stepdad vibes all day. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I agree with you. Daddy Miro is fucking awesome. Stepdad Miro, bro. It's, it's amazing. I love it. You know, it. Season four went dark when he lost his power. But like you said, that moment, the festival where everybody came together, everybody united, that's another thing that uh, My Hero Academia does good, because you said it as well. It gives you, not only do you get intense battles and screaming, like, you know, like Attack on Titan, for example, where it's just screaming all around, and here you get quirkiness, you get fun, you you see uh, uh, jokes between the classmates, you know, you Bakugo who's intense as hell, he actually knows how to fucking play a double pedal drum. You get what I'm yes, saying? So, going to town. <laughs> yeah, Tokuyami playing the guitar. Um, Aoyama being the fucking little sparkling ball. And then Jiro, you know, just rocking out with the vocals. That's one thing they do good, like you said. You get the fun, downtime, relaxing time that shows their adolescent side, as opposed to we gotta be stern heroes all the time. So that festival made me cry. You know, Mirio, just when he was holding Eri up, you know, this is a girl that got abused over and over by overhaul and just was dead to life inside. And that festival made her smile. And when she fucking cracked a smile and Mirio started crying, sir, you see it, this Deku? I was like, no, I was like, don't do this to me. Bro, honestly, it, that was a great moment as well. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, you mentioned something really good right there. Something that, that, that really just holds everything together for my hero academia is the fights so i'm gonna throw the gauntlet down again 
what was the best fight out of all the seasons in your opinion there's so many to choose from mm, i mean i don't want to mention red riot going full hard and was just fantastic mm-hmm. um ah, gentle criminal versus uh deku was great as well too. yeah it was um uh the I, i'll say the final ish fight of midoriya and, and bakugo was pretty damn good as well too um even the first fight that they have uh, what, in the training yeah. Yes, where yeah. he just outsmarts Bakugo, which is fantastic mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'll, I'll be in the hot seat right here. Yeah, I let's throw you, you like yeah, it. I'm going to throw you in the hot seat. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, as much as I do love the the Todoroki and uh, Deku fight, which is a fucking great fight, um, mm-hmm. I got to say, Deku versus Overhaul was fucking Ooh, fantastic. And I, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat too because... Um, I'm not gonna count the movies. I know you haven't seen the last one yet, but Bakugo and Deku versus Nine is fucking savage as fuck. <laughs> and like, 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 savage as fuck. Like, I can't even breathe speaking about that fight. So I feel like it shouldn't even count because it's that fucking savage. Um, but if we're putting it in the in the series itself, yeah, um, overall Deku was just great and just the frustration and the the desperation that mm-hmm. that Deku had as well too, and everything that he was fighting for, you know, merely losing his powers, yeah. you know, you know, crying out for help, and just seeing how much how much destruction was with um, everybody, heroes and villains all together, just basically dying and living at the same time for one cause, and you have this fucking one epic battle. Uh, it just it, it it almost brought me brought me to take years to see Deku actually be full fledged Deku at one point. No, I, I I agree with you. That that's one thing that I did like about overall that battle. That was intense. You know, like you said, full fledged Deku for we've we've seen flashes of full fledged Deku because we could go back to when he fought muscular. Yeah, like one million fucking percent Delaware Detroit Smash. You know, so we saw that, but there we saw it intense, bro. And like you said. That was the fight or flight. Like, that was it. You know, if he lost, bro, it was a wrap for Vermillion. It was a wrap for everybody in UA. And it was a wrap for him and Eric. You know, so he he took the, the, the Dakota fight up to 100 in this. And I agree with you. Once they went outside and then just overhaul, just reanimating in the air, going into this big world test creature like nobody understands. And then just Eri helping him out and then just going to town. It, it, it was epic, epic shoot style going crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. And you know what? That, that, that muscular fight is also too, like, mm-hmm. runner up, man, because like, I, I, I think that's where we see, like, the hero in Deku yeah. for the first time. Like, everything else is like, I, I want to be a hero. I could be a hero. But protecting the kids and, and showing that he can be a full-fledged hero, going, you know, as hard as he went, nearly almost killing himself in the process, yeah. was crazy. <laughs> no, I agree with you. That's when we really saw the, okay, I want to be a hero. There's another life at risk you know i can't fail here i have to throw my body into the frame no matter what and we saw him because that's when he got the injuries that were like yo bro you gotta switch up the style you know so very 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 awesome moment as well bro and that overall fight epic i agree with you that was fucking fire i, I think i know yours <laughs> but i want to hear it go for it ah man i don't there's there's a bunch there's a bunch i the the united states smash was epic um, like you said, 
my boy even getting the recognition from Kendo Rapper, where he was like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a kid, that's a man, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> with, with Fat Gum just absorbing the blows and protecting Kirishima at all costs. I love that battle. Um, I did like the Hamajiki going freaking fast hybrid. But the one that gave me Dragon Ball feels, it has to be All Might versus No More season one. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my battle. I, I think that's my favorite moment from everything, from all that was going on to when we saw the, the main villain show up and stuff like that. So then just All Might showing up mightily mad as hell that, damn, I, these kids almost lost their life because of me. You know, I was in weakened form. I had to recuperate. So then just coming out all fucking majestic, ripping the tie, you know, like I'm here. Even though he's already effed up in the game, bro, I got this. And then just pushing himself to the limits actually us seeing for the first time what is going plus ultra because we've heard it we've seen it in the movies and i mean in the the little intros and clip like that we heard it go plus ultra go plus ultra what is plus ultra this guy's here weakened as hell bleeding knowing that he's in a tough predicament because nomu basically is indestructible and eating eating everything all might has given him he's going beyond he's going beyond and just okay thinking as well you know he's just not a brute and that's why i love about it he goes all right there's a limit to what you can absorb and then just going to town and the shit talking my i'm just looking at it right now my favorite part is when he threw him up and down and he fell and then nomu bounced back up and he was like oh so you were made to fight me huh big guy like let's go and then just showing the students let's go plus ultra that's my fucking wallpaper on my computer you saw it and then just smashing nobu into a glitter cree out the fuck oh man yeah, All Might versus Nomu is my favorite battle, bro. <laughs> Honestly, let's let's. You know what? That I knew from that day because you you specifically called me after that fight and yeah. how emotional you were with that fight, how crazy that fight was for you to see All Might in his full glory, mm-hmm. and then how crazy it is. Like you go a couple seasons ahead and you see the fight with um, uh, All for One, right? Yeah. And then you're seeing the almost the exact same fight, but the last fight of All Might in a way, and how emotional you got as well with that as well too. Um, is there any better person, or at least better hero, or better character than All Might in the series? Ooh, overall, like the end of overall. Oh man, you know what? Ooh, I don't want to be. Ah oh, man, this did you put me in a pickle, bro? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> ah, ah man, you put me in a pickle, and I'm gonna have to say no. If if you know y'all can at me and get mad at me, but like for what, like I said a minute ago, for what he stands, you get what I'm saying? Imagine if this dude wasn't weakened or injured, he still would be number one hero. And it's just he's the foundation of everything. Like you know, in Metropolis, they got Superman statues, like. This is, this is, that's why I say no, because this is just who he is. Kids look up to him, you know, like Bakugo looked up to this dude. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's tough to topple All Might. You got Endeavor who's a monster, you know, probably even stronger than All Might if, if, you know, he's in his wits, but I don't know. It's just the symbol of peace of what he stands for, bro. Honestly, I may be wrong. What, what do you think? Like, nah, I, I agree with you, bro. I think, you know. He, sometimes All Might gets a bad rap because he's looked upon as like the Goku of the series, mm-hmm. like super strong. You know, he's everywhere. He's always in almost every episode. You know, why is All Might here all the time? But at the end of the day, there's so much layers with All Might. And then there's so much flaws. And if you look yeah. at a, a character like Goku, 
one of the biggest criticisms of Goku is that he's OP in one and two that he doesn't have any flaws. The only flaw that he has is his ignorance. That's yeah, really about he's it. Dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, he's a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, but other than that, like, like the guy's like fucking Jesus, Super Saiyan Christ. Yeah. Um, but all my, you know, how much, how much emotion and and passion he gives to every single student or even villain yeah. teacher everybody in the series like he literally is a symbol of peace a symbol of hope mm-hmm. the symbol of justice because of the fact that um he makes people hungry around him look at fucking endeavor look at all the heroes trying to be number one yep. you know all the villains trying to go after him specifically knowing that he's weak as well too um you look at the students you know always either casting judgment or trying to idolize him as well too he's such a multi-layer character Mm -hmm. um whether he's in his fucking you know um plus ultra form or he's in his geeky nerdy (laughs) jaw out bug eye form as well too like (laughs) the guy has layers from top to bottom as a teacher as as a student of the game with gran torino um with his Mm -hmm. pupils as well too seeing his pupils risk life and limb try to protect them as well like he, there's no other character in my hero that has the love and the adulation that all might has i agree with you a thousand percent and that's why i think he just will always be the number one hero and the symbol of peace now that you talk about goku i wanted to get your views and opinions on this because we've always seen that's one thing i like about the this anime where you know let's just go vegeta goku and let's say uh bakugo and deku in Dragon Ball, we never really got to see Vegeta get the upper hand on Goku. We never, never. I mean, in the manga, yeah, at one point, he was, you know, the strongest in the universe. But it's not like you say, like, you know, Piccolo has that one up because he actually killed Goku. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes, we, he did. <laughs> we, never, <laughs> we never really saw Vegeta get the upper hand on him in battle or in any way. Like, do you think that's one thing that you appreciate as well as where we have Bakugo and Deku where they're eternal rivals almost but he still got the upper hand on him you know on who's supposed to be the number one hero you get what i'm saying like because in the second battle he kind of got the upper hand over deku i mean he's still coming into it but you you understand what i'm trying to say right Mm -hmm. you know i think that's the beauty of my hero academia is that wins and losses kind of matter yeah um Whereas in Dragon Ball, it's just like, oh, I'm powerful. I'm powerful. We'll get to that next season. See who's powerful later on. Mm-hmm. This right here, there's like a lesson to be learned with every fight or every training seminar or every um, battle that they have. You know, when you look at, you know, Todoroki and Deku and how that fight ended as well, too, both of those dudes grew from that. You would assume that yeah. Todoroki by like season four would have been this beast by now, but it's Deku who's actually fucking studied the art, studied the crafts, you know, student of the game. And has taken every battle and made it into a positive. I love the fact that Deku keeps on getting beaten down and never fully learns his power, never fully learns things right off the bat. Like he has to fucking put in the work in. And I think that's so it's a testament to what we what we look at these days and in real life. Like we live in a day and age where people are handed things way too fast. Like, you know, don't say that because it's gonna offend somebody. Don't do that because it's gonna Agreed. offend somebody. You know, don't don't run outside because you're gonna get hurt, you know. You know, we we have 
we have kind of sheltered ourselves away from what we were before. And mm-hmm. when you look at a character like Deku, who has nothing but strives for everything, that's very important to teach kids, adults as well mm-hmm. too. Um, so I love the fact that he's constantly learning, constantly trying to be better, and never actually being better as well too. At any point in time, Bakugo could end him if he wanted to. At any point <laughs> in time, you know, Todoroki could end him. Uh, you know, Kirishima yeah. could end him as well too. But it, it's the it's the bonds that they all have, the respect mm-hmm. that they all have, and the fact that with every fight there's a lesson to be learned. Every fight that him and Bakugo go through, whether you want to call him the Vegeta or Goku of the series, Vegeta and Goku don't have those life lessons with each other of like okay you beat me from this way well i understand because you studied my weakness now Mm -hmm. i'm gonna overcome my weakness they don't have that in dragon ball z it's like oh you got lucky (laughs) no it was like well i fucked up and now bakugo is gonna be depressed for half a season because he lost deku (laughs) 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 i agree with you a thousand percent i wanted to get your views on that as well i think that's what they do so good now that you just hit the nail on the head is a perfect caveat to what i was going to say um they and it's not instant gratification you know we're in a society like you said everything is instant gratification make money in less than a week lose weight in less than a week uh fucking do uh earn whatever in less than a week everything is very instant gratification even streaming services binge the season all in one day you know like everything is very instant gratification and you see this with like you said Deku he's not instantly you know gratified and stuff like that and has everything and I wanted to get your views on that do you think they do that well and do you think they do well for this like you said this is the generation's Dragon Ball Z the message that they portray is yeah you're phenomenal yeah you're a fucking hero yeah you're a stud but it's just not because of the power it's what you do with the power and who you are do you think that's also as well why it got received well well, it's blatantly ripped off from American comics, and I totally understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. Imitate mm-hmm. was imitation is the best form flattery. flattery. Yeah. So you look at it right there. You said it without saying it. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Ben Parker right there. Uh, Uncle Ben dropping that that, that wisdom. <laughs> that you know, sixty yeah. years <laughs> before before My Hero Academia, but it, it is true. Like you have a world that. Everybody is gifted, mostly everybody's gifted with unique abilities that can change their world and everybody else's world around them as well, too. But what do you do with that power? How responsible are you with that power? And how easily you can betray yourself with those powers as well, too. You get that from different characters. You know, you have, you know, the best quirks, like, you know, All Might or Endeavor and whatnot, Todoroki to like the strangest ones. Um, Give me what, 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 you know, I'm gonna throw this to you right there. What's like, the strangest quirk that you love the most in this series? Ooh, the strangest quirk that I love the most in this series. Um, ooh. Okay, I like, um, for some weird reason, call me weird. I don't know what it is, but you can just, it's so OP. I, I like um, this guy from uh, Shiketsu High School, uh, the dude that turns people into meatballs. <laughs> Me- yeah. Bro, that's OP as hell, bro. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. That's OP as hell. Yes. <laughs> you can turn your man's into a meatball. Look how he look look. I'm telling you, prime example. Bakugo can obliterate, like you said, Deku any moment he wants. And here this guy turned Bakugo into a meatball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I won't I'm lie, done. man. I, I like his quirk. It's weird and it's very OP. I'm going to throw it to you. What's your weird OP quirk? Like, um, you know what? I love Mr. Compress. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Compress has a, such a weird, fun, quirky quirk. I'm going to say that as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just fits so well for the character. I think that's another yeah. thing that's done so well, too. The character designs fit the quirk so well um so that's one of my favorites right there i think twice has a fucking fantastic quirk as well too he does i agree twice 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 has a phenomenal quirk and twice is a phenomenal character because twice also kind of hits on the mental health issue you know what i'm saying so that's why i appreciate twice as well i thought you would have said somebody like you know mr gentle criminal with the elasticity and the plastic (laughs) that one's good too but that that one's fucking awesome though so like i love it like i love it love it love it you know you know we could talk about okay all right what's the worst quirk in my hero so far Mm, worst quirk in my hero so far Ooh, it probably would have to be. Hmm. You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't like your boy Lock Lock. I don't like that quirk. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't like it. Yeah. That quirk is weird. Um. I'm trying to think about who else. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Mineta has a fucking useless quirk. I'm sorry, Mineta. I give him a lot of slack because he's a comedy relief character. I get it. Like boobies, I get it. Boobies, <laughs> <laughs> but that is no, nah, that quirk. Fu- and this the character design of his fucking costume with the diaper on kind of kills me too, bro. I was just like, no, get out of here. He has yet to do something of substance for me. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna just throw this back at you. As much as I love her, as much as I love this character. You look at Minetta's. Minetta's is legit because you can climb walls. You can bounce. You can get... It can be protective. You know, it can be barrier. It can shield you. It can stop people straight in their tracks. Then you look at somebody at, like, Froppy. What are you doing, bro? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I love, I love I love, Froppy to death, bro. She's that little emo character. I lo- But nah, Minetta's that too. <laughs> Remember in the game with the little whirling around looking like that? <laughs> yes, he makes a jump. Giant fucking ball dildo and smacks you with uh. it. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm um, so done, bro. All right, so I'm gonna ask you out of all these names that we drop, All Might, Endeavor, Deku, um, you got your Kirishimas. One character that you really think it's I mean, everybody every character everybody loves. You get what I'm saying? But what's one character that you think that it's severely underrated and you would like to see a little bit more from them? Hmm. That's tough, man, because uh, I think Genki is probably that that character that needs like mm-hmm. that that episode or at least that arc to make yeah. him a full fledged hero. I think he's another person that that fell victim to the comedy relief angles. And as mm-hmm. much as it's fun to see him go, uh, you know, you don't go full retard, you know, <laughs> tro- Tropic Thunder. Thunder yeah. uh, um, it, it's nice to see that every once in a while, but I, I do feel that he has an awesome quirk and he's underutilized. Yeah. Um, that's one right there. Um, do I feel like there's another one? You know, there's a couple of people um, in the class that are never used. Uh, what's my man's name? Mm-hmm. Ojiro? Ojiro? Ojiro, yeah. Ojiro. Never used. Agreed. Never. Like, his fucking martial art ability of his tail, not used <laughs> whatsoever. You would think this guy would be the ultimate badass fucking going Chuck Norris and everybody and then some. But no, like, I feel like he's poorly underused as well, too. Okay, okay. I, I like that. I like the Denki answer. I would say Ojiro. Ojiro is kind of cool. Um, Denki as well. Uh, 
Wow. I like Coda. Uh, not Coda. Fucking um, this guy. The one that speaks to animals. I forgot his name. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand him either. I don't like him. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a useless quirk, but it's like not my not my jam. It, it's better than powering up on sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So from, <laughs> so from underrated, we go to overrated. Because I've heard one character that I love. But a lot of people say she's super overrated and they don't see the hype. Do you have one overrated character? Oh, I'll say it right now. I'll piss people off too. All for one is fucking overrated as fuck. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. You know, Why is he overrated? Wow, you're super powerful. Great. In that fight, you showed nothing besides being fucking. You have great endurance and you can punch hard, but the character of overall didn't. Uh, overall, look at me. I I, I want overall. <laughs> look at that. That's what I want. All for one, really. It just didn't stick for me. It didn't yeah. feel like this ultimate like badass that's gonna kill everybody. Like maybe for a second, yes, but all might put the beat on him yeah, again. Weaken. It's not like the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time he put the beats on him. This yeah. is the second time, the and second time. and you know now they trapped this fool. And you know, great, your little fucking nutsack of a face does absolutely <laughs> nothing uh, besides being super powerful. Yes, you have connections to all for one, and I totally get it. I understand there's probably layers with you as well, too. But being this villain that everybody's supposed to fucking piss themselves when he comes, I just don't see it. I felt like you were just OP for no fucking reason, and you still got washed. Yeah. I, I agree with you. He's one because if this is kind of like, you know, supposed to be your Joker to your Batman, your most ominous villain, you're not coming across as ominous. So, like, I, I agree with you. That's one. I'm asking you because I've heard a lot of people. I want to get your views on her. You know, I, I, I love my boo, but a lot of people say Toga's overrated and they don't see why the love for Toga. How do you feel about Toga? Um, you know, her, her power is a little OP. I, I will say that, mm -hmm. but. I think what saver, saves her is that she's still trying to develop herself with her power. You know, you know, it, it's a she she like rematerializes things from her stomach, right, or her cleavage. Nah, she just like basically blood transfusion. Like she sucks the blood. Blood transfusion. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, blood transfusion. Excuse me. Basically. No. Yeah, yeah, still OP, but like nothing that crazy. She hasn't used her power to the full extent. Like if you get somebody. Like, well, Toka's fucking hot as well, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like your vampire character in, yeah. in, 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 in My Hero. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with Toka whatsoever. Um, I, I, I spaced out, and that's my fault. I was thinking of, of this uh, this chick who also oh. gets um, a lot of flack as well, too. Um, um, Momo? Momo? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, when she uh, rematerializes uh, materializes things out of her cleavage. Yeah, Momo. Yeah, yeah, Momo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like she, she, people give her a lot of flack as well too because they're like, oh, she's OP. She could probably fucking pull out a bus out of her fucking tits and shit like that and slam somebody on that. Like, no. Like, she has to concentrate. And it's a lot of fucking like mental exhaustion trying to materialize something. So there's a lot of concentration for power, and she that's that that's her nerf right there. She's nerfed because she doesn't know the full extent of her power. There's a lot mm -hmm. of fucking people. In my hero that have not went plus ultra yet. The only people that have one plus ultra, Kirishima, um, mm -hmm. which is fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> you know, the Deku, um, out of the class. Um, do you feel Ino went plus ultra in that in that fight? Mm, no, I don't think he did. 
I don't okay. think he did. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we kind of see if it, it honestly, if you blew his nut in one plus ultra, it would be reciprocal burst in season two. <laughs> yeah, what that's saying? what I was thinking about. <laughs> it stalls his engine, so maybe that could be his plus ultra moment. But I don't, I don't think so. But I agree with you. A lot of people haven't gone plus ultra. You know, like Danky for his one, he goes plus ultra. He becomes you know full retard, tropic thunder. So it, it, <laughs> yeah, you know, Momo gets a lot of slack. I do agree with you, but I think she just gets a lot of slack because you know what was expected of her. Maybe you get what I'm saying. But it is a quirk that, like you said, it takes a lot out. I mean, yeah, but I think that's the beauty about Mount Hero as well, too. Like these characters mm-hmm. that you see at first with Class A, it's like you got you know your Idas and Momos that are like you know your standouts. We're the we're the team captains. We're the 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 scholars of the group. We're the you know yeah. the, the the patriots if, if anything. But you see everybody else developed little by little, and yeah. and how they they all go their separate ways. One of my favorite things is when they um in season three when um they're all going to their designated like um. Like they're they're uh what, what what do you call it here, um not tutoring but um oh uh, um uh, I know what you're talking about when they went to the the agencies to do their exactly yeah yes yeah, so when they're doing their agency work I found that fascinating how you know different people had to like experience different teachers and mm-hmm. have like an internship that's what I was looking for have like an internship with these yeah. classes or whatnot these teachers and this the variety of different scholars you got and heroes you got as well too and different methods of teaching I found that very fucking fascinating mm-hmm. um I, I love the episode when, when Grant Torino and Deku meet for the first time I think that's just uh, it, it's great seeing this little chibi old man fucking bounce yeah. off the walls and beat the hell out of him I love it mm-hmm I agree with my fault. I was taking a sip of my bird on Plus Ultra. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, I agree with you. Uh, that, that's what's fucking phenomenal, you know. Uh, Grant Torino's dope. Um, like you said, uh, I'm trying to think of a, um, anybody else. Like, let me see. I'm catching the brain fart right now. Um, well, even on the character of a million, you know, you would think like this is like that guy you know going into like season four who's gonna be like the challenge of deku who's gonna be like the star pupil and whatnot who's gonna be like this jerk because he looks like all might almost with like an archie face um you know mm-hmm. who, who's bred to be the next all might in a way and you see how chill and how awesome this cat is you can't hate yeah. on him whatsoever yeah. and how At he first is I did. you did yeah I, did. I loved it i loved how weird he was like especially with the big i, I know you're i'm a Jiki fan so like that, that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know what it was bro you know, you know what it what rubbed me wrong about mario the wrong way is you know you top three bro i mean i get it you want to show them hands-on experience but you go out here half naked naked and rinse these people bro like yeah, yeah you like, can that fight with him in overhaul was great too before it ended the way it did. yeah yeah, no, I agree with you. But that's when I gradually started liking Mirio when I started seeing the kookiness and when I started seeing like, all right, cool, this dude, you know, there's layers to him and he's just not an asshole because that's how he came across to me at first. <laughs> and then seeing that when, you know, we're going to get Eri back and stuff. And like you said, the, the, the battle of how determined he was, I'm just going to go straight through. I'm going to permeate through everything. I don't care. I'm going to get there. Damn near doing the job you know yeah. getting, getting the job done that's how majestic he is 
and then he right there he was already grown on me but then when i saw him lose his power and then that's one thing that broke me i don't know if anybody you know like in the mago wherever he's at but when night eye looked at him and he said don't yeah. worry you're gonna become the best superhero there is it's just like bro are we gonna get stepdaddy mario <laughs> it breaks my heart so you know but yeah tell me what was more tragic we could probably wrap it up here what was mm -hmm. more tragic to you seeing night eye die or mario losing his powers Ah uh, man, they were they were both they were both there for me because once I started uh, gravitating towards Night Eye and getting a feel for him, um, which I understood why he was being so hard on Deku because we saw the, the relationship that he has with All Might. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I started gravitating to him more. I was like, okay, but that one hurt. I won't lie. I would have appreciated to see a little bit of Night Eye, but you know, Mirio just going full plus Ultra. I'm gonna save this girl no matter what. This time I'm saving her and to just, you know, losing his power to save her, just throwing down the gauntlet and then just becoming stepdaddy Mario to Deku, trying to see like, hey, if we can rewind time, you can get your power back. Or, you know, even saying you can get some of my power because it could be transferred. And he's just so go lucky, happy. Like, I don't need your power. I don't want your power. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that, all that right there with the aftermath and everything and just how happy he still is. You know, where some people can be resentful in a moment like this. That's why it was just more sad for me when he lost his power. Like, honestly. Well, yeah. What do you feel? Um, It's tough, man, because I gravitate to Night Eye right, right there. Like, Yeah, I you did. I know you were like, yo, how you feel about Night Eye? Yeah. You know what? He was almost a JoJo character himself for a second. Just so it was awkward and just like... He was. Like a razor blade. That's how I look at him. Like a razor fucking blade. Like every what angle he was drawn was sharp. It was weird, but I loved mm -hmm. it though. Um, I love mm -hmm. the creations of the show. Like everybody has a unique style of of, of their own. Um, yeah, everybody looks like from a different anime and not well organized. You know exactly. Yeah. Like there's so many different things borrowed from different generations of anime and storytelling. But not I. Um, the night I hit me because I think that was like one of the first real deaths that we saw. Yeah that meant something in my hero and uh it motivated people as well too i i i always feel when we get into these roles of superheroes losing their powers i always feel like there's a way that it gets written back where they get their powers again so like i wasn't too worried about that like it was emotional but i always feel like there there always is that small caveat that it could flip any second but mm -hmm. you know death is death and you know my man died and i was like damn that shit sucks like just just when like we were you know you were being that fucking dude like you were fucking epic oh this little chess pieces is tossing them around i loved it um <laughs> yeah that was great <laughs> let me um, throw this oh yeah. go go for it go for it oh no i just wanted to to no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. throw I was, no, I was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you about endeavor and how do you feel going forward? Because I know Shoto's your character. One, do you feel like this was an epic crowning moment for Endeavor? One, and do you feel that this was kind of like his purification of the bullshit that he's went through with his family? Or are we still going to get Stone Cold Endeavor with his family? I don't know, man. Like, we've talked about this off the podcast so many times. We haven't gotten to spoiler territory. We haven't read ahead or whatnot. This mm -hmm. is just from our point of views. And I, I just feel like... um. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, in a perfect world where, <laughs> where, where I would like to see how this goes or how how the next season were to go, I would love to see the fall from grace of Endeavor, and like I would like to see power hungry Endeavor, like fame hungry, glory hungry Endeavor, and now that he has a spot, 
Mm-hmm. And I'll say it like this too: He has a spot by default, and I think that that mm-hmm. that challenges any kind of character right there, even in real life. Like you have your one A to your one B, your rival that you're always challenging. You're always trying to one up and whatnot. And let's say the guy dies, or the chick dies, or you know they get injured, you know they break their leg. You will always be that person that yeah, you're the best now, but it's because there's that caveat there. You know, we look yeah. at, you know, in the UFC world with, you know, MMA, you know, mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier and John Jones, you know, John Jones spanked the shit out of this guy on multiple occasions. John Jones leaves. This guy's the best light heavyweight champion uh, at that time. Yeah. But it's only for the fact that my man stepped away for a little bit because of personal reasons. Um, so you can't call yourself the best if you haven't beat the best. And I think they should play with that with Endeavor. I, I, I don't think he should accept it because mm-hmm. by accepting it, um, you're killing a perfectly great story arc with him. Um, the, the brooding, the 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 inner turmoil of just saying, "Am I really the best?" And yeah, you can scrub any villain you want to. You can go out there and be, you know, save everybody you can. You can have a better relationship with your son and your wife as well as you want. But it has to itch at you that you were ne- you never got the chance mm. to prove that you were better. So if there's any area that I would love for them to explore, it would be that and see him fall from grace from that. I know you you're more high on Endeavor, trying to be that that ultimate badass. So I'm more curious curious about you, but that's my thoughts on it. Okay, great fucking thoughts, yeah. Because I know you always sat here and we have you know a little bit of discussion that we did to how possibly Deku becomes the number one hero is it the fall of grace of Endeavor him taking mm-hmm. him out you know for like this whole little Civil War arc and stuff that you, you, we've spoke about so I just wanted to get your views because I know he's very you know he's number one hero right now he's gravitated to your he's the father of your favorite character so I just wanted to see and then and you know and, and in the last battle how it ended season four we saw kind of like him you know in the flames of Endeavor purifying himself you know what I'm saying so I just wanted to see how you felt about that how do you feel about that though do you feel that that's more like purification you know uh, you know a birth by fire almost or do you feel like his, his character is altered or changed now that he is number one or do you feel like there is a turn in the mist hmm. um if i if it's trial by fire it's kind of like in the sense where all right now you're carrying all the weight of what it means to be the number one hero you know what i'm saying like you cannot sit here and slack you have to go and like he said i've always hated this phrase but i have to go plus ultra you know now you gotta go plus ultra because you're the number one hero so that's why i say it's trial by fire the fact that you haven't really kind of you know purified your demons with your family and stuff like that so it's it's interesting he doesn't accept it you know because he says mm-hmm. it. he does he doesn't accept the number one hero but he's you know working trying to show that he is and be number one hero for his son you get what i'm saying yeah. for Shoto. so that's why i'm saying like it's trial by fire with a lot of things for him and like you said it's a very complex arc that if done gracefully meticulously very nice endeavor can be adored by a lot of people you know because that's that's one thing that we like to see, where we like to see these characters go through struggle, not just, like you said, by default, all right, I'm number one hero, I'm a badass, I'm possibly the strongest right now, you're just Endeavor, you got it by default, you get what I'm saying? But like you said, let's just see that struggle by Grace, um, that, you know, the, the fall from Grace. I feel that the first battle was tough, but I don't feel that it was tough enough, 
You know, you mm-hmm. came out with your face half sliced. I get it, but I don't feel it was a great proving point, crowning exactly. coronation for him. So exactly, that, I that, felt like that could have happened anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's just like a regular battle that could happen almost anytime, and we've seen it. You know, where All Might fought a Nomu, he even destroyed a Nomu in fucking Hosu City. You know, so it's like, but see, I there's the difference. There. All Might is not doing it for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he does it for 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 the protection of everyone, and I think that's one thing that we haven't seen Endeavor do is yeah. is be unselfish. That's yeah. the thing. Um, hey. this lead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. This leads me to like um, what I wanted to finish off on here, which mm-hmm. was like, what do we see for the future of My Hero Academia? I know we talked about it multiple times, but like, what? I, I'll, I'll start off on my side right here. Like, what I would love to see, like maybe, um, happen in the next couple of seasons or next season or whatnot. Um, yeah. There's a lot of arcs that I feel like we we scratched the surface with, you know, um, you know. Yeah, you know, I feel like you know Tokayami, Tokayami needs a little bit more character growth, especially with his little darkness that he's brewing inside of himself as well. Right, too. yeah. A little bit more backstory on his power sets, maybe family things of that nature. Something, something that's a deep dive doesn't have to be too long, but you know, a couple episodes so he gets to know that character a little bit more personal. Um, I definitely want more growth for Tokuyami as well too. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Todoroki, Todoroki, I want a lot more character growth. I felt like yeah. season four they kind of nerfed him and Bakugo to the point like they put him in the back burners a little bit. Like, oh, you guys flunked a little bit. You gotta retake your test again. Yada yada yada. And it's good. I get it. Like those are two of the fucking most powerful characters in in squad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, I understand. But like. I want some growth. I want some growth from him. I want to see where he is, where his father now his father's number one hero. I want to see if he accepts that. I want to see if there is a relationship being built there, or if he has that that um, reluctancy to to accept his father. If there's something in the back of his mind, like remember, this is the same kid that got japped for having ice powers. So like yeah. you know, like Endeavor, you know, ain't a saint whatsoever. Mm. You know, he has he has his own personal issues. They both have personal issues where they both need to kind of like um get over in a certain way, therapeutically. Yeah, exactly. Um I think we need that 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 resolution between them two. Um so yeah, just some character growth and you know, maybe some more for Danky as well too. I want some Danky <laughs> love in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, I need some Danky. That Danky's so hot right now. <laughs> no that, that that's great man i agree with you because shoto you know he's he's a badass but that like you said it adds the character development where him and bakugo you know flunk the test and stuff like that but i did i like shoto he's cool he's a badass i just want to see a little bit more of feistiness maybe a little bit of bakugo rub off on him because i'm tired of the yeah i'm so emo I think he had it in season one. I think he knew that he was better than a lot of people. I agree with you a thousand percent. That's what I want. I want to go back to that. You know, when he froze all those villains, like, yo, I can body you out right now. You get what I'm saying? But in season Mm -hmm. after that, we just got emo ass Scott Pilgrim password. <laughs> like, bro, like, you know, like, I definitely want to see some more, some more character development on him. And I agree, uh, Togoyami, bro, hands down, because Togoyami has one of the most powerful quirks, and he has such a brooding darkness. It just shows you can also accent, you know, real life shit with this character. You know, kind of the yin and yang aspect, where it's both light and dark. You know, so 
Ooh, let me pitch you this. Let me let me just pitch you this and see how you take it. It's, I I I haven't read ahead. Like I said, we haven't read ahead. Yeah. I'm just playing uh, armchair quarterback right now. What if we got a, a, a arc where, um, you know, people are picking psychics, right? Yeah. You know, or just like you know, seconds for them. What if Endeavor doesn't pick a son? Oh, he's not gonna what, pick a son. What if he picks Bakugo? He ain't gonna pick Bakugo. You don't think that how nah. how awesome that would be? You know, Bakugo and his fucking rage and Endeavor. You don't think Endeavor sees that rage and is like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, you know what? I take it back because if we were talking about like this little civil war aspect, like you said that you wanted to see. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him taking Bakugo over because that would just be fucking phenomenal. The explosion with the fire and stuff like that. <laughs> but I know the first person he would reach out to would be Hawks. You know, mm-hmm. like I just see mm-hmm. him just being that first one to defect. So, um, but yeah, it would be a blow to Todoroki as well. And it would be like, damn, you know, my own pops. It would just add more complexity, like you said, you know, because we saw him kind of breaking down a little bit. Like, you got to do it. And when he was watching the battle. So. Mm-hmm. But I think def- definitely both of them would be teamed up, but Bakugo and Endeavor would be a fucking crazy combination. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent, bro. Mm. But you go. I want to hear your stories. My bad. Go for it. Uh, my stories? Oh, I have a ton. No, um, character. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it in, in the same ballpark, like you said. Character development. Um, I want to see. Ooh, there's a few characters that I want to see. I want to see Endeavor. I want to see where we go, because, you know he's not the hero that they want but he's kind of what they need right now so i want to see that i want to see um mm, who am i trying to throw a name out there real quick thank you of course i also want to see i like her she's cool but i'm kind of tired of seeing that little gold lucky happy uraraka i want to see a little Uh bit of feistiness i want to see what's up with uraraka because she's just kind of always in the shadows you know and she has one of the strongest quirks as well you know she could just make a motherfucker float up in the gravity but up so like um i want to see that as much as love as Kirishima gets, bro, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I still want to see something more to Kirishima. I don't want to see that happy-go-lucky. Yeah! You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something... Surfer surfer dude, Kirishima. <laughs> exactly. I love it, but there's always something where it's like, maybe I want to see him... I mean, the fact that he went, uh, you know, unbreakable and he de- defended um, Fat Gum, that was kind of his moment where he became a man, but I want to see something more of like... I guess I want to see the loss of the self-doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because he does have a lot of self-doubt to him still to this day. So I want to see the loss of that. Um, hey, give me Amajiki. I want to see some more Amajiki. I want to see some Eri. I want to see some more Eri development. There's a bro. I want to see a lot of shit. <laughs> Let's just say it. You know. So yeah. <laughs> Damn, Eddie. Yeah, you, you convinced me right now of all that stuff right there. Like that. That's. It's crucial. It's crucial to the character development of the show and seeing what where they're gonna go. I don't want it to be just the Deku Bakugo show. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I want to yeah. see some character development. I want to see some some people get their moments. I want to see some people go plus ultra, like you said, mm-hmm. like um, see the full extent of their powers and their abilities. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll be ballsy and say this because I felt like we only got that in season three. Mm-hmm. But I want the League of Villains to get a win. I want to leave. Yeah. All- yeah. feeling hopeless yeah you're right we need that you're right you you swindled me on that because as great as the league of villains are and as you know impactful that they are 
we need them to have their moment finally. I mean, they had mm-hmm. the one up over overhaul. That's cool. But now that's why I think I love the fact that Tomura is so fucking low key. You know, where's Kirigiri and all of this? Where's Shigaraki and all of this? You know, like, mm-hmm. so there's definitely something that they could do that leads to a helpless feeling. Like you said, I want to feel helpless. Give me a, you know, a moment where Frieza destroyed Krillin with his hands yeah. and in the air. And, you know, it was like, oh my God, this shit just got real. Like you said, Cell Games. Um, I'm trying to think of other animes where you felt helpless. Um, or even movies, you know, give me something, some Cloverfield, bro, where you got this gargantuan beast. Make me feel helpless. Make Shigaraki, like you said, do something. The League of Villains get a win. I agree with you a thousand percent. Sorry. Yeah. I agree. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be more than happy to see half the teachers in uh, UA, you know, um, uh, get obliterated by by League of Villains. And maybe that's a blow right there for the kids to be motivated to take mm. that next level. It sucked. It was suck. Yeah. But you know, uh, you what's need... my man? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> President man. Mike, I love it. I love Imagine he dies, bro. Oh, like he, they just suck. go in there and they say run a muck inside the school oh. to destroy teachers. Yo, imagine uh. him. Imagine Eraserhead. Oh, bro, I think that would be full blown riot if Eraserhead ever. Fucking yeah, I don't did. think they're ballsy enough nah. to kill Eraserhead. <laughs> I don't think so either, bro. It'd be but... good though. Oof, I'm all for oof, it. Oof, I'm all. Oof. I'm all for it. I am all for. If, if it's if it's for the greater the good, greater if, it's, good. <laughs> <laughs> if it's for the greater good and it's gonna like push everybody not just deku but everybody to um go above and beyond with their power sets and and try to get the win at the end then yes I, i'm all for it they need some kind of motivation it can't just be all might always you know yeah. going half dead to motivate people no mm-hmm. like you need to have some other motivations out there that's why i appreciate things little things like gentle criminal or hero killer stain because yeah. they're not the the most impactful villains they're not you know slaying millions of people left and right what hero, hero kill stain was but um um he was now you got me thinking about president mike hero killer uh stain quirk blood colonel <laughs> <laughs> and you can't kill him either because he's a fucking host of, yeah. the, of the episodes oh hell yeah he's um, the host of everything <laughs> like, so my question uh, we're talking about people leaving an impact you know obviously my hero academia has left the impact on us on you on society do we wrap this up soon so it would it don't over you know welcome it stay or yeah a few more let's seasons? wrap it up right here um no let's say um two more seasons i'm gonna say this mm-hmm. i think two seasons is good enough i think uh we were talking about this uh out podcast as well mm-hmm. too that you know if you're if because they were ready to the, the, the shut this down season four. Yeah. Um, I say give us a season six. I think maybe season seven if you could push it. But if you can do like you did in season three where you just extended everything because um, it was a long ass season. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, two more seasons so just good. like that would be fine. Like, you know, you have a couple of arcs. You know, you give us like a uh, what at least what 50 52 episodes for for each season yeah. i think that's more than enough i agree i agree two more seasons at first i, I was kind of sour but you know what i gotta appreciate what it's given me right now in my life and as much as i enjoy it but you don't want to over welcome you know your stay and stuff like that give me like you said perfect season three status where you you give multiple arcs long and I think two seasons wrap it up. But in that, I want to see some character development. And I want to see a what the flip moment of, like you said, the League of Villain have their moment. 
honestly. Yeah. I, you know, too, is it, they have to be careful in this day and age because, you know, shows are getting canceled left and right. And yeah. you don't want to plan too much ahead. Like, say, like, hey, we have a five-season arc planned ahead. We don't want to do that. You can do that in manga all you want because no one's going to stop reading. No. But... You know, animation is expensive, and whoever's tweeting mm-hmm. in, tweeting out, it, it's it's such a weird world these days. Yeah. Where if you could at least plan two seasons and say, okay, pitch this, guys, these two seasons are going to be fucking epic, and then we're wrapping it up. I think you'll have people saying, all right, let's just keep this around. Let's not fuck with it. Let's not push it. Let's not pressure the studios and the producers and the animators to to wrap this up as fast as possible. Let's let them finish their story in two seasons and call it a day. Because I think if you extend it a little bit more, you're just pushing it with certain people. Right. You're just pushing it with like other like, oh, you know, you had your shot. It's still going around. Get out of here. Look at Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball took a hiatus for like almost 10 years. More than that. Agreed. Agreed. Do you see, real quick before we wrap it up, do you see a definite end to this or do you see like a hunter x hunter soprano ending where it's just like oof we don't know or like what the fuck no i see it mm, my heart of hearts tells me they're gonna naruto this shit mm-hmm. and they're gonna say they're gonna go shippuden on our asses and maybe <laughs> and I, I, I i would like it I would like to see older versions of Deku and Bakugo and everybody, like, you know, you know, young adults, like in old their 20s. Man, Deku. I think, uh, <laughs> old man Deku all day. That would be fantastic. I wouldn't mind because I feel like the love and the appreciation is there mm-hmm. um, to do that. But uh, it's hard. Okay. Do, do, you, do, do you lose the sauce then? Because I feel like um, mm-hmm. now with Baruto people shit on Bruto left and right because it's lost the sauce like they feel like they're just treading old ground now um and i don't want that to be for my hero whatsoever no yeah i agree with you i don't want that to be for my hero i don't think the creator is gonna allow that to be because you know he's already also thinking about wrapping it up so yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna get that i think he's gonna you know preserve this little treasure fucking masterpiece that he has right here I hope so, man, because what what they have is gold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, season five coming out, we're all going to be excited as well, too. We're all going to be there mm-hmm. day one, enjoying the shit out of that. And um, uh, do you have any lasting thoughts for My Hero Academia for anybody who's never seen it or who has seen it but fell off? Any words for them out there to jump back on or watch it or, I don't know, to oh. inspire them to put it on? Yeah, um don't judge a book by its cover and i'm just speaking about personal experience because that was me like i always heard my hero i saw it and i'm like eh. but that's just how i get down usually i don't follow the trend you know so but for anybody thinking about giving it a shot and it you know obviously it's trending right now and if you're kind of like in the same shoes that i am where i don't like to follow the trend and stuff like that follow the trend here <laughs> you're not gonna be disappointed give it a shot and if you stepped away you know as much as you enjoyed it when you stepped away and if you're coming back now you're just gonna enjoy it even more and you're gonna fucking love it honestly so give it a shot top top my favorite man uh fucking anime of all time what about you what final words do you have watch it at your own pace mm-hmm. enjoy it mm-hmm. enjoy it enjoy it enjoy it um I, I i'm a weird cat like i can I could bench something and I could watch it at my own pace as well too. It, it all depends on what your flow is with these with these things. Yeah. Like I'm a person that sometimes I'll force myself to watch something because I feel like I need to catch up to people. 
And other times, I feel like you know what, I can leave it, leave it alone for a year, and come, come go to it and be like, wow, it's mine. It's, it's my personal object. No one else has touched it because <laughs> they probably played with it before. It's like a hand-me-down toy. Okay, I got the fucking Scott Hall from WCW's line of toys that my brother well, didn't want to play with anymore. Now I got to play with it. Yay! No. Um. <laughs> no. Sorry for cutting you off. I agree with you, and I agree with Val. Like, watch it at your own pace because that was my problem with this. I felt that I jumped so late into it that remember I was telling you bro i gotta catch up i gotta catch up so i wasn't watching it at my pace i was actually not enjoying it i gave it a break like two three weeks a month i put it down then picked it up definitely watch it at your own pace read yeah brother um that, that's for everybody right there that's yeah. for anything you watch or anything you enjoy like if you don't want to be part of the f- fandom you don't have to be part of the fandom. Mm-hmm. if you want to be part of it as well too and jump on it do so but like just don't do it because everybody else is doing yeah. it do it because you, you found a it. personal connection with it hell yeah mm-hmm. like that's my problem with Attack on Titan right now. Like, I, I'm doing my best to, to try and enjoy it. No, pull out. But maybe I'm out. just not enjoying it. Yeah, pull out. Maybe it's not your jam, you know? Pull out. Like, I, don't force yourself. Like you said, watch it at your own pace and watch it because you like it, you know? And obviously, you've given it a shot. You're almost probably done with season one and you're not feeling it. So I say, yo, pull out. Fuck it. <laughs> I can't, can't stand Aaron whatsoever. <laughs> This motherfucker dies every fucking episode. It's my birthright. It's your birth fucking ass. Get the hell out of here. Mikasa is fucking ten times better than you. It should be about her. It should her be only. about her. Exactly. Mikasa is Attack on Titan in my eyes. Straight up. Straight up. But I digress. It's for another day right there. Yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this little trip that we took you down memory lane with My Hero Academia. Hope you guys try to find it out wherever you guys can find it. You can find it on Hulu, Funimation, Crunchyroll. Go out there, sub, dub, however you want to do it right now. Um, do it at your own pace and just enjoy it. You know, this is a fantastic world. Easy to jump on. Easy stories. Nothing too complicated. You go in there. You understand. You could pass it along to your younger brother or sister. They could pass it along to the next generation as well, too, because it's easy storytelling. Go out there, buy the manga, watch the movies, play the games. If you find a fucking My Hero Academia Monopoly set like I did, fucking get it. Bro. It's fucking awesome. Bro, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm a hot, I'm gonna fucking hot cash. You was about to say I'm a, I'm gonna quick pay you that cash for that Bakugo, bro. That New York City Comic Con Bakugo, bro. Yes. And for that all my cereal, it's about to go down. It's about to go down as well. To go to your closest FYE if you have one. They have a memorabilia up the ass up there for my hero. Enjoy it, guys. Um, mm-hmm. bro, where can people find you if you want to talk about going plus ultra or how um. All my and Piccolo have the same fucking voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. If you guys want to talk about some my hero or any of the animators, you know, you can hit me up at my Twitter and my Instagram, which go by the same handle: Sun Eater One A S U N E A T E R. The number one A. You know, obviously, I'm a jiggy status Sun Eater. Um, yeah, you can hit me up there. That's Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you guys, you know, like my boy Val said, he spoke about MMA. If you guys like MMA, hit us up. We're doing the same thing that we just did here, having fun. We're talking about MMA on the Kimura Chronicles. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and that podcast is everywhere. Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, you know, everywhere you get your podcast. You know, the same thing we're doing here, we're doing over there. We're doing it in the wrestling world. We're all over. Mm-hmm. We're all over. You know, we're going plus ultra. So if you guys, <laughs> if you guys like wrestling and you guys are watching some Monday Night Raw tonight, Legends Night, you know, we talk god bless you <laughs> god bless you we talk about wrestling at elite wrestling audio ewa that has a facebook a twitter an instagram and that podcast once again it's everywhere apple iheart pandora spotify 
Anchor here. Shout out to Anchor, you know, for letting us go plus ultra. Um, video games, like Val said, hit us up, Black Switch Gaming, and talk about video games and doing everything out there that's on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple. You know, since we're talking about the pop cultures, you can find us here. But where can people hit you up if they want to say, bro, that I agree with you that overall is a beast and Jay sucks fucking penis for saying that Tomura is better. <laughs> well, you can find me. I would never say that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, you can find me at on Twitter at Lucha Val Cisco, on Instagram at Val Cisco underscore. And uh, Pop Culture Fanatics is on all these podcast platforms as well, too. Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're on it as well, too. So go out there, go join the fun and be a fanatic just like we are as well, too. If you go to the Anchor link, there's a little link that actually shows um, a little Patreon for us as well, too. If you like what we do, if you like our barbershop talk with anime and things of that nature... You want to see my fat gum belly, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> you want to see my little Todoroki? <laughs> I bet you dollar the donuts. Like, <laughs> yes, you can put yourself some dollar the donuts out there and maybe donate a, you know, a quarter to a dollar to maybe $20 if you want to as well, too, if you're so kind for production values and mm-hmm. research as well, too. If not, it's okay. Like, subscribe, rate. You know, do what you gotta do to make this podcast successful because at the end of the day, we're doing it for you, but most importantly, we're doing it for us because we fucking love talking shit like this. Oh, yeah, this is so therapeutic, you know? I love doing this. And yeah, man, um, reach out to us, interact. People like, let us know, hit us up, and we're doing this for you guys, you know? We're just having fun, like like Val said, bro. We're doing this for us, two boys, each last from the Bronx that love and. <laughs> hell yes hell yes until the next one brother bro do you have anything maybe just a, a sign off before a, we leave a sign off well young midoria um yeah everybody <laughs> see i should i should actually hit you off with the amajiki like oh, do it i want to go home no i can't <laughs> you know but oh, the, the sign off you know you know what the theme the theme song is for this episode right you know yes you know what it is all right so yeah that's my sign off it it can only be one (laughs) it can only be one all right guys we're signing off over here we're going plus ultra we're going above and beyond take care until the next one buddy all right buddy later man (laughs) later